like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Celebrity Book Club. What's up? My name is Clacy, and I am Chief Stew. I've been in the yachting business now for seven years. And yeah, I love a yachty with a body. That means a guy who can clean a deck and some other things. Woo! I love Captain Lee. Hi, I'm Christopher from South Africa. I've been in yachting for two years. I love having a toss-off with my knob and a couple other knobs at the end of a long charter. Nothing feels better than just kicking back and fripping the doors with some of me mates. Hey, what's up? My name is Lisa. People call me Lee. I've been a stew for over 12 years working for Captain Lee on and off in the Fort Lauderdale, Turks and Caicos, uh, Provo, Nassau, Bahamas, other different ports. Um, I love land, but I'm a water girl through and through. So here's the deal. If you follow my orders, we'll get along. Let's do this. Hi, my name is Crazy. I'm from Long Island, New York. Uh, I have extensive experience in the service industry. I've worked at several different bars um, in the greater Hempstead area, and this will be my first ever summer on a 60-footer. Hello, my name is Brody. I am the chef. I like to cook steak, lobster, venison. I can cook anything. But I hate cooking eggs. But I'll do it. Anything for Captain Lee. My name is Olga. I come from Crimea. My mother taught me how to make food. And now I cook five-star food on boat for many wealthy individuals anything from oyster to chips and salsa to bread soup 
I don't like gay people. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Martini. Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Hey, best, best friend. friend! So gonna be picking a story right here. Oh, welcome aboard, Hello. mate. Ahoy, my first mate, captain, ship deck, deck hand, uh, galley wet. <laughs> galley who? Galley do. Um, let's set sail, right? Yeah, let's set sail. How are you, by the way? I know it's been a couple of weeks since you've been in the studio. It's been kind of a tough time for both of us. No, it has been actually a while since we've been in the studio. So yeah. um, I just came back from Boston. You just came back from Ridgewood. Yeah, I I've had a long week <laughs> in Colonial Ridgewood. Um, this was my first, you know, return to Boston in two years. Yeah, it's changed so much. It literally has changed so much. <laughs> Urban Outfitters is not in the square anymore. No, the square is dead. It, I, told, the, I was there over Christmas. It's insane. It's, it's insane. I got there and you're like... There's oh. a Bonobos on every corner. There's a Warby Parker like inside every Bonobos. A Warby Parker across... There's, Newberry Comics is still there. Chugging along. Thank God. But all they sell is like Funko Pop statues now. Yeah, it's all Funko Pops and like new vinyl and like still CDs but the CDs are still thirteen ninety nine. And like there's a Balenciaga store now. Like there's even more expensive stores but like all the designers that sell just like fucking logo wear that cost $3,000 so everyone can know that. For all the fucking sheeple. Yeah, it's just sheeple central. But you know what? We'll get more into Boston stuff in our now new VIP lounge that you're going to hear. On Friday, bitches. On freaking Friday, not Wednesday, hump day. Yeah, we're saving the sexiest Boston gossip for Friday. But speaking of Boston, it's a port city. (laughs) (laughs) It is a maritime hub in so many ways. It's a city of dirty sailors and dirty water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, of, Of sails and motors. And uh, below decks and above decks. You're on the edge of your boat right now. Yeah. Um, we are reading none other. <laughs> yeah. You and everyone's been requesting this. Please, please no. read this book. Please read this book. Banging down our door asking us to read this book. We are reading this week. Running Against the Tide, True Tales from the Stud of the Sea. Who is the Stud of the Sea, Stephen? None other than Captain Lee, star of Below Deck. And I'm not talking about Below Deck Mediterranean. I'm talking about Below Deck, the classic version. OG. The Caribbean version. <laughs> We're talking Nassau. We're talking Provo. We're talking Turks and Caicos. We're talking Anguilla, St. Martin, St. Antigua, Saint Barbuda, St. Kitts, Nevis. Anguilla. Puerto Rico, Tortola, U.S. Virgin Islands, British Virgin Islands, Bahamania, Cuba. But not really Cuba. Less Cuba. Less Cuba. Cozumel, even. For those who don't know, Below Deck (laughs) is a Bravo reality show. Um, That's basically kind of like an upstairs, downstairs type of show. So each episode, uh, there's like a crazy, rich, obnoxious, like, guest and their their friends who come charter a boat for like three days. And then you follow the drama of the whole crew who have to serve and cater to them. Um, And they... 
And sometimes there's weather mishaps and sometimes the crew has like dietary restrictions and like sometimes or the, like, the, sorry, the, the guests have the, dietary restrictions. Or usually like maybe and maybe the guests want to party really hard, which is something Captain Lee talks a lot about. Yeah. He's, Captain he, Lee's big rule in below deck is no drinking for the crew. All right. Up, just right off the bat, let's get into it. Let's get into this. Have you been on a boat that's not a whale watch? Yes. Okay. We went Break on... It down. Okay, boom. We didn't have a normal prom. Sorry. I went to an alternative high school. We had an all-school boat dance. And it was a boat that went around Boston Harbor for three <laughs> three to four hours. Okay. <laughs> so... I wasn't thinking booze cruise. I was thinking, like, have you been on, like, more of, like, a sailboat, like a yacht? Okay. So we went on that catamaran in Key West. Oh, we did. Okay, yeah. yeah. And that I got viciously nauseous on after snorkeling, but then I recovered and was able to resume. But remember, there was also a bride that got nauseous with yes. her whole bachelorette <laughs> party. And they were all in there just like Rachel's bride-to-be t-shirts. And the bride <laughs> was just frumpily, angrily stewing below deck. Downstairs. And which it, is the worst place to be if you're nauseous on a boat. Yeah, because I went down there to vomit. And like she was <laughs> also like down there. Or, or no, I think she was like, sleeping. It's so bride it's to... So bride. Like vomit one and to just be the angriest one on your like weird expensive bachelorette destination weekend. It was like this combo boat. Great crew, honestly, and I have even more respect for them. I had respect for them on that boat, mm. and I have even more respect for them now after reading this book, <laughs> knowing the trials and tribulations that it I takes mean, to be on a boat. My first take on this book is like, why would anyone want to work on a boat? I mean, there is a love of sea. There, there's a freedom. And it's a bit, there, those moments, I mean, when there was some big storm on one of his very first trips when he was working with Crazy George. Crazy <laughs> um, George. And they get to, like, I think it was the DR that they were going to. And, like, they just come out of a storm in the morning and the sun's rising and you see this beautiful, picturesque Caribbean island, the crystal blue waters, That's the palm trees, it. the calm. And it, it all just starts to come together. And you think, you know, how many beautiful moments like this does the average person get in their life and you're grateful for the opportunity to be there on the beautiful open sea so i think it's those moments of pure natural beauty and solitude that make it worth it well i'll admit i had always meant to watch below deck and sometimes you need a push of a book to say hey slow down for a second yeah and just watch below Stop deck mainlining all of these marquee hulu series <laughs> life of life of beth or whatever that i down <laughs> right it's like just start just go back watch the classics read macbeth <laughs> Watch Below Deck. Citizen Kane, Below Deck, <laughs> Below Deck Season 2. And I also was promised a lesbian captain. That's where I was really confused. And that was someone telling me about Below Deck Mediterranean. So that was likely me telling you about Below Deck Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, someone I... was telling you about a lesbian on a Bravo show. Who could it be? I, I've watched several seasons of Below Deck Mad and... It is great, and it's very fun, and it has things I love, including a lesbian captain and then an Australian chief stir. Chief stir? Because a boat always has like a set of like three stewardesses who are always women, and there's like a chief steward, and then yeah. there's the first one, first two, and then second stir. Yeah, and so like... Or no, second two, and then third stir. And the third stew is always like really bad at her job. Yeah, third stew is always like the sluttiest girls. The it's slu- like, I'm like so excited, and I majored in hospitality and boats at Johnson and <laughs> was, Cranston University. There was this Johnson and Cranston on <laughs> Blow Tech Mad 
who one season she was like supposed to she like build herself as having all this bartending experience and then like the very first episode of guests like asked her to make a martini and she's like looking it up on her phone but like not getting reception and they're like wait I thought you had bartending experience she was just and they're like what did you do and she was like well like mostly Jack and Cokes <laughs> <laughs> like, that was just she had like a degree in Jack and Coke degree in, degree in Jack and Coke Here's the thing. You also get a lot of liars on the sea. Yeah. <laughs> and no. sometimes you need to build a crew and you can't, you know, do the no, screening. No, because you've, you've got to set sail and the guests have already chartered the boat and you need seven hands. You need a crew. So then there's like second stew who will be like fun and flirty but like knows what she's doing. And then chief stew is always I'm on, on the episode I watch just like the most like hardened waitress who's still hot but is like yeah. probably has like a boyfriend of seven years who yeah. hasn't proposed. It, you are defining Chief Stew right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so still hot boyfriend of seven years who hasn't proposed. And it's like don't fuck with me. She also gives like producer PA energy. Yeah. But like it's more waitress. I so mean, it's she's hardened. literally the chief waitress of a boat. It's like and it's it's yeah. the most She's at the top of the waitress food chain. <laughs> I'm even horny just thinking about <laughs> all the chief stews. You know who's out such there. a chief stew is Mary from Selling Sunset. Yes, she is defines chief stew. <laughs> and Chriselle is so first stew. Second I mean, stew. Third stew. Wait, I and I guess and then the twins are the captains who are like, you I'll like be this fatherly figure, but you will have to walk if you like fuck up on boat. Yeah. Although they're never really firing anyone. They are really not. Captain Lee is giving much more, like... He's much more no-nonsense. I mean, he's seen it all. He has, and in this book... He's been pulled over by the Coast Guard for potential drug trafficking. Okay, he's he's had to clean up a huge dump in a shower. Well, he actually, like... Oh, he he sent a photo of it. He walked off the job. Yeah. Never mind, he didn't clean it up. He gives very, um, the coach from Friday Night Lights energy. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll say this. So I watched a little bit of... The Caribbean, Caribbean. What do you yeah, say? I say Caribbean. As a member of the Boston Phillips Horsts, I was always taught to say Caribbean. And I always thought that it sounded more worldly. And that Caribbean to me was like a little bit more like mixed drinks, Jimmy Buffett, like kooky fun. And I was like, no, darling, the Caribbean <laughs> is where you go to recover from tuberculosis. And like where you have a chef and a cabaret. <laughs> the way we've had this conversation. <laughs> Where you're just being like, and I want it to be sounding even richer. So, but it is more just like, well, we went to the Caribbean on an ocean liner, and you go to the Caribbean when you get a deal for five forty nine cheapcaribbean dot com. Yes, and you have a group on for a timeshare, and you're going with a couple that you hate. Yeah. yeah so I also watched Below Deck Caribbean, and I was like waiting for the Captain Lee. He's kind of. He's I'm almost brought to silence because he's so silent. He's, he he's like not on the show. I watched like three episodes. I was like, literally, where is this character? And he, someone times would be like, okay, uh, we gotta pull it into port. All right, uh, I've got I've got six meters on my port side. I've got seven meters on starboard. Okay, give me a little bit more lee. He's always like, give me more lee. Let's drop anchor now. And then they all do their like meetup where they're like all in the banquets. And yeah, and he'll just be like, do a good job. And we all have a good time. We get paid well. Do a bad job, I'll send you packing. And, and you're like, and then, okay. And then that's it. And then the episode's over. And you're like, wow, thank you for all of this personality, Dad. And everyone's so like, ugh, I don't want to, like, 
mess up but and like honestly, be bad to Captain Lee. And then I was watching a preview for like another episode and I was like, should I watch episode not season nine? Because it looks like he's being maybe a little bit sassier there. I don't know. I feel like the, the, the people that maybe like him and why he got a deal are like the same people that love John McCain. And like I'm getting just like people who want this stern dad at he, sea. He is giving <laughs> daddy vibes. Straight talk express, boat stuff. But yeah, so there's there's definitely a Caribbean dad McCain energy to yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, the- I like his vibe. Like, he has that, like, hot dad vibe where it's like he has the full white beard and full white hair, but head of hair with, like, where someone is so sunburnt and they have that gold chain over their salmon, you know, tank top. You see a dad like that on the beach, and you're like, okay, oh yeah, he's he's fun but he's stern. Ho- he's fun but stern, and I'm sure he's fun but stern for Marianne as well, his bride, if you will. The way he like the way she's a- mentioned twice in the whole book. He only he's like, oh, I really want to get back to Marianne. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, you literally didn't. You and- wanted to you wanted to hang out with the other captain, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always like, sure. Why do I love the sea? I love the smell. I love like the movement of the boat, and I love having a few drinks on. Uh- I definitely think he's an alcoholic because like he's always kind of like. Uh, disparaging the- other alcoholics and like saying that they're bad but then he's always just being like there's nothing sailors love more than rum and like yeah I had a, a couple more captains at the bar I tried to make myself a rum sour last night while reading this book to get in the mood of like being a sailor um, but I didn't have any s- simple syrup so it was definitely more on the sour end I okay. did rum lemon grapefruit juice oh super tart so it was super tart what don't we're be tarty calling, for the party <laughs> yeah it was called I call it the tarty yachty <laughs> the tatty yachty but his I mean he gives off that like um, career alcoholic face you know what I mean with yeah. that smile well, and you know, the redness uh, well but but what's nice is that the constant um Caribbean tan mm. kind of covered the redness a little. He doesn't look so Irish. I will say it's like the book is actually giving what he is giving on the show, which is kind of like you're always kind of hoping for some sort of payoff and then it just isn't there. It's like he'll tell this whole long story. Like, first of all, this book absolutely did not need to be written. I'm just going to say that right <laughs> now. <laughs> this book was one, one of the most was, random books we've ever read where you're like, he's giving tea, but it's kind of like who cares and who asked and like who asked? you're just maybe a better sailor writer could have written this in a better way and yeah. like it was conversational I don't know babe wrap the story up and I guess that goes along with his grandfather thing of like grandpa's had a few too many rum and cokes like he's telling me about like how much water they needed to put in the fuel hole like he's like and this other crazy time the guy got so wasted and he put water where the gas goes. I literally, I just opened it. Lots of people think dark link with coal because winter is both of these things, but the engine room didn't offer that combo. Our diesel was going so we could maintain our direction, and that place was hot. It had to be over 160 degrees in there, and at the same time, the engine was putting out temperature. It was also putting out noise. Nothing happens. It's very just like, and it was stormy, but we got to the port. Well, because he's still kind of with us. And only in the last chapter well, is... I know, but there's nothing even, like, that crazy. Of no, just, like, like, the the, sto- like, his most dramatic story about the Coast Guard, he's always, like, getting paid by, like, someone to take a boat from Provo to Nassau so they don't have to pay, like, a marina fee. And then it's, like, two pages on, like, marina fees and laws. And he's like, here's the thing. If you own a Title Three yacht <laughs> yeah. of 60... Um, f- square feet. You 
have to pay a fee of two hundred and seventy six thousand <laughs> no. a year to the harbor master of Nassau. <laughs> and that's why it makes so much more sense to just unmoor your yacht and like drive it to a different island once a year because you'll be saving five hundred thousand dollars. So this this story goes on for ages, and they're just on the coast guard is like searching the boat looking for cocaine because of this like compartment that was where the bathtub was supposed to be in the original model, which was made in Taiwan and was a beautiful boat with the Taiwanese (laughs) manufacturer seal of approval and really gorgeous wood that was actually getting ripped up by the Coast Guard. The story goes on and on and on and on and on and they don't find any drugs. Nothing happens. They don't get arrested. They don't get arrested. And he's like, whew, that guy sure um, could have saved some money. And then the next day, we caught a Marlins game, and I had some rum, uh, some Captain Morgan. Right, the and drinking. And then two days later, I got a flight back to Turks and Caicos. <laughs> I, like, I think he's always at, like, a just kind of good level of rum and coke, where it's, like, never... I think he can, like, put 20 away. Oh, she can hold like, her liquor. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just like, are you... He really makes himself, like sound like this upstanding citizen too while trying to be like oh yeah us sailors we don't make good decisions and it's like are you not mentioning like the chicks you fucked when you're like always yeah you think, away you from think your he's bride too tiny, marianne i mean marianne is barely because this book starts he's like so i was a welder um i already in had four kids biloxi and um, then I bought a bar, and it was a biker bar. And then the, they tried to raise the rent, so I then he did his like House of International Yahoo search, and was <laughs> right. just like Turks and Caicos. Okay, we're moving to Turks and Caicos. And then he's like building. I was like, it was just so, like boomer stuff. Like, damn, when you could just move and build a bar for a thousand in Turks and Caicos. And he's like, but then he still has to make it so boring being like the thing is the licensing fees for bars you have to pay in Turks and <laughs> as Caicos. a non-native resident are two thousand dollars and then everyone likes to do tifin right which means skimming off the skimming top skimming off the top and that's how things are done in Turks and it's like yeah well here's the thing I'm calling you in Captain Lee maybe when you're a, a white guy who moves from Indianapolis and wants, you know, oh, I think I can just move to this island. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He was just like, oh, cost of living's cheaper. But it's just like, well, the cost of living is going to end up being more expensive for you. Because, hello, honey, everyone's going to be dipping they into your pockets. They want their own, yeah. Everybody not, wants theirs. It's not just you get to come here. It's not and all like, rum and sunsets. Yeah. It's this cash cow. Then uh, he opens a bar and a strip ball. And then he just basically takes one boat ride and gets like so nauseous, but is still obsessed with the sea. And the, so, and this comes back to your point about him not liking his wife, because I'm just like, you were in the process of opening this like strip mall, like breakfast joint, but like he was like kind of just like always like having some shady business partner, not like figuring out how to make it profitable. And then, like, the first opportunity you get to, like, take a job that involves you leaving your wife for, like, weeks at a time, you're like, ooh, love this career. And he was like, I was actually vomiting the entire time, but I knew it was for me. Also, this book, he's always just, like, searching for his captain hours, which takes, like, seven years to, like, get your hours. Anyway, he's captaining this riverboat and then of course long explanation about like the legalities of gambling and why riverboat casinos exist blah blah blah. so there's this woman on the boat who's like so addicted to gamble like her slot machine which she also shames her for and she has one bucket of quarters and one bucket for vomit. And she's doing quarters, she, vomit, No, she's got quarters. two buckets. So she's got yeah. the bucket for the quarters that she's putting into the slot machine, which he called the one arm bandit. Okay, wait. I found the vomiting passage. 
by the way. One of the enduring images I had of working those casino boats was one woman so obsessed with the one-armed bandits, the slot machines, that despite the fact that the motion of the ship was clearly making her nauseated, she just wouldn't give up. She had a couple of coin buckets with her, like a lot of the veteran players tend to do, with one earmarked for corns, coins. <laughs> that would go into the machine, another empty bucket to catch all the winnings she was anticipating. One arm cradled around the bucket of change, the other slightly more developed and muscular arm pulling down the lever. <laughs> I like that this, detail. Yeah, that was good of him and Michael Scholl, his... I think that was maybe his, the copyright, yeah, the underwriter, what, ghostwriter. But this woman added a third bucket for puking into. She was so <laughs> sick that she kept retching, but she was so determined that she wouldn't go lie down. Quarter in, pull the lever, puke, white mouth, quarter in, pull the lever, etc. And that has a fun, that has a, amped up the writing, you know, put it in, puke, yeah, yeah. retch. I think Michael Scholl was having a little fun at this point. Yeah. We eventually had to intercede. In part, this was because she was clearly having a rough time with motion sickness and needed a break. But it was also because it was pretty disruptive to the rest of the guests. This woman holding a bucket of sick and waving it around. Also, I'm like... Calling it sick, sick is very... I guess that's just like boomer. old timey. Yeah. It created a perimeter of empty machines around her. And part of our job was to ensure that there was... Few unmanned slot machines. Okay, and then yeah. he's like, you're <laughs> like he's yeah, and he's like, like part me, of my job is to make sure, yeah. So if you can imagine, that <laughs> the machines directly in her vicinity yeah. were unoccupied, which of course we wanted them to be occupied for the duration of the voyage so that we could be continually making money from those gamblers. And then he talks about how hard it is as a captain, because even if there is a cheap boat and people are getting sick, which does happen a lot, <laughs> that like your job is hired by the casino and you want people to gamble as long as they can. Okay, the, the time when there was that about the story about the guy who didn't change the engine filters. Oh, <laughs> and that was when it got to the Bravo gossip. He's like, so all these fame whores, he was like, I tell him, go change the filters. And he says, let me find the sound guy and the camera guy. And I say, no, you take orders from me. Mm. We have 24 filters to change. Yeah. And this is very him trying to make it seem like... He's this really stern badass. Badass who doesn't even care that he's now been on 13 seasons of Below Deck. He's like, I only did it because I care about the sea, and they had originally hired him to watch the other captain. To be a fake captain. I mean, that was, I guess, kind of interesting behind the curtain moment when he was like, when they first approached him, they're like, we've hired someone else to be like the actor playing the captain. Right. But would you be secret real captain? But, like, when we can shoot scenes of, like, fake captain doing stuff, and he was just like, that's not going to fly. Chain of command on a boat. (laughs) It starts and ends with me. Buck stops here, buddy. He's like, so sure. Do I like the money? Yes. (laughs) But not the ethics behind (laughs) it. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. 
<laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. He has all these insane folksyisms. He calls um, the rumor mill in the Caribbean the coconut telephone. He oh, okay. He also has this thing where he says um, he's talking about that guy, that chef he hated, Dwayne, yeah, and how he was not popular with the ladies, and he was like, he couldn't get laid in a women's prison with a handful of pardons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then this other one, I forget what it was referenced to, but squeeze a nickel till the buffalo shit. Oh yeah, he could. Yeah, he could. Um. Yeah, that was like he could just like get money out of anything. Oh, right. It was about like an owner of a boat who was always like yeah. renting the rooftop yeah. as a yoga studio. Because, um, you know, there used to be a buffalo on the nickel. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Mr. Change, Mr. Currency over I here. I did take my currency courses, unlike Reed Drummond's children. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Here's the thing about the casino boats that I was like, no, of course, some boats can really make you less... Nauseous. Sorry, what What are you saying? I guess it really made me think about different types of <laughs> different boats. Different types of boats. boats, yeah. And how some boats have the capacity to... To make you less nauseous or... You know, it all. It, it's a really good point. Um, and he kind of alludes to this in some ways because there's a point with the Coast Guard boat, right? When they're like, when they get boarded on the way to Miami and they're, they're searching them searching for coke yeah and they're actually moving slow the coast car boat because it is a more narrow body boat that is designed to go very fast at a slow speed becomes much more unstable and so he's smiling to himself thinking about the fact that all the coast guy guards coast guard guys who are still on their own boat are getting very nauseous right because of the size and shape of boat (laughs) and the nausea that that induces and that's very him being like he'll be like so i kind of have a sick and twisted sense of humor but by that he just means he's like laughing about the coast guard getting nauseous no that other time when he was like yeah like i had an interview to work for this client or no no it was for for, for the bravo and he was like he was like i've got a pretty crazy sense of humor so when they asked me for a psyche val i was just like "Ooh, what naughty thing am I going to do? Anyway, I passed the psyche valve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, oh, but cool, he does, so nothing happened? 
Okay, here's where it's like maybe you are just getting your dick sucked by the chief engineer because when he talks about the reasons that reality shows do psych evals, he references this one insane gay murder case that happened from the Jenny, the Joan, Jenny Jones. Jones, which I the Jenny Jones, the Jenny Jones murder, um, the gay panic Jenny Jones murder, which that I was... watched a forensic files about, and I'm sure there's going to be like a true crime pod about it. It's basically <laughs> yeah, like yeah. this guy went on Jenny Jones to say I have a crush on you, and then he murdered him. A guy was a brought. Guy. A, a guy was brought onto Jenny Jones, and like, and the conceit of the episode was someone has a secret crush on you, and the guy assumed it would be a woman and then they bring out a man on stage and it was like this man had a secret crush on him the guy was so freaked out what what people are calling the gay panic defense that three days later he went found the guy shot and murdered him yeah um and so that led to reality show producers needing to do a psyche val on you to i guess make sure that you wouldn't murder someone for being gay or liking you um, but you think that he only brought up that gay anecdote because he's getting blown by men regularly on I the Bravo I think it feels set. very sailor, like what happens at sea. Because a lot of the times yeah, 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 you're yeah, 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 the yep, one yep. being like, Lily DMX is gay, this guy is gay. I and never I said would... DMX was gay. I Let's... said that there was a homoeroticism to an overall. Yes, but we're moving past it. All I'm saying is like, I'm going to go on a limb and say, I think Captain Lee is a little like what happens at sea yeah, stays at that's sea really interesting, and yeah. that's why the book is like so full of details of like I mean I think he is also a boring grandfather sailor that it likes talking about like square yeah. footage and like fuel yeah. holes I mean there's not a lot of women in this book so it's like there's the scene where they go to a brothel on the DR in the beginning when he's like working for that guy Crazy George and Crazy George leaves the like uh, visa document they're like boat registration document like papers at the brothel and my first thought was you, you know you never see brothels anymore you really don't and it used to be just such a fun sort of town center you know there's the tavern there's the keep there you know you can get a room spend the night meet a woman well, leave the next I day well i bet there probably are more brothels maybe in port cities that we're not walking around dumbo and it's not like above pea and pickles is a brothel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think maybe in some uh, other places. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, all the sailors hopping off the East River ferry. From like the from Dumbo, their... <laughs> like MTA ferry. They're like <laughs> putting down their Apple Pay for 20 bucks. Yeah, after after their long journey from 34th Street. <laughs> They want to nestle in to just like a to a, some sort of IKEA bunk bed like glorified dorm above Pete and Pickles. And Marianne, I don't know, in the black and white photos, I was like, it's also the thing where it's like, are you from the Midwest or are you lesbian? Like, I feel like she maybe has some fun. Oh, wait, at does her. she have such like frosted tips? She just like has a short bowl cut kind yeah. of that you're like. Okay, Marianne. I mean, it looks like they have also Wait, tons sorry. of fun. Did, what happened to your book? Did you read it at sea? <laughs> <laughs> For those, Lily's book is like completely waterlogged. I definitely method acting. Yeah, one method act. As to quote Pam Greer, an actor prepares. <laughs> um, and I definitely just like spilled seltzer on it yesterday or the day before. Badass. No, yeah. you read hard. I read hard, and again, I was traveling from Boston to New York. She reads a book hard, puts it away wet. Yeah. <laughs> Another wait, insane moment about ethics is when he won't cover 
for his boy, who I guess is not really his boy, on the boat is basically this guy is like, my wife is coming to the boat. Will you tell her that, like, I was with you, you know, on Wednesday? The boat owner was, like, fucking chicks. And he was like, my wife is going to come to the boat today. Like, I need you to say, like, if she asks or, like, volunteer it, like, oh, yeah, me and, you know, Eddie over here, we're tossing back rum and Cokes. And he's like, ah. Absolutely not. <laughs> that goes against my morals as a captain. Yeah. One thing about captains, we always tell the truth he to the like, wives of owners. <laughs> he was like, I am not. He's like, you're paying me to be a captain, and I will never oh, lie. Well, this is very the pay the barber moment where he's like, uh, when the, the other guy wants to like, where he's like, well, I'm paying you for eight hours of work. So like, go to my house and cut my lawn if we're going to dock after four. And he was just like, no, you pay me to be a captain. Like... You, the barber doesn't get paid less money if the guy's bald. Right. Pay he, the barber. I mean, that... Pay your captain. Hell yes. I mean, this guy was being so rude and was like, okay, will you do, like, yard work for me? And yeah. he was like... And the I guy was really cheap. We need to the Boston couple. The Boston couple that has a honeymoon and invites 12 people on their honeymoon cruise. If I want to party and feel glam, even the fanciest yachts, you're like, I don't know, it's still like low Thank ceilings. You. Thank you. And you're getting, based, you. even if you are getting surf and turf, it has to be frozen. Yes. No. The food, and it's just like, this is what always disgusts me about it's basically like being, the show. It's so weird. And like, it's just like kind of the worst part about like what people would do with their money because it's yeah, you're paying for, for the like isolation the and it's like you're paying for this incredibly tacky experience it's actually not that fab it's like there's no food you can make on like a, a electric burner which is what all right boats have that's like going to be that incredible and it's all going to be like frozen or random or weird and it has to like stay in the galley and they always want the most like nasty whatever just like covered in truffle parm like balsamic, balsamic. <laughs> all over everything and then it's just like and then you're in this kind of like even in big nice room it's still kind of like cramped no you're still in this kind of cramped thing and i would rather take a sunset cruise and then go to my gorgeous hotel room and not be like in this low ceilinged wavy room yeah i mean we're hundreds of millions of dollars for some for a big huge yacht one of the big huge like motorboat yachts like it's insane it's, but a, it's absolutely It's madness. really the food for me that it's like people are like, oh, like, but you have this private chef. And it's like, again, you're still probably getting like. Well, I, he actually has a, what I think is a really, really brilliant breakdown. And this is when I really kind of like felt like I was like, you know what? He is. He's got the right attitude when mm. he the the really rich couple, the like monarchs. Oh, yeah. And they just want like deep dish pizza. Well, and, and they're like, so like the, the boat is docked in like San Francisco and they like live in this condo that overlooks the dock. And the the rich guy is always like watching the boat with his telescope from his house. And then they're like paying him to like be to staff the yacht when they're not using it. And they have this like big, huge apartment. He's like with every, you know, um, stove, whatever, like. Oh, they, no, they say they're like Viking stove wolf range. So so he, he, he explains this by like saying that old money, the difference between old money and new money clients. And this is actually, I think, so true. Very and true. old money, yeah. like, he's like, old money, the owners were taught that people who work for them were treated like people. They had emotional dignity. In some cases, they were even taught, taught to treat the people who work for them like family. They sit on for seasons after seasons. And, you know, it's true. I'm sorry, but people used to know how to have stuff. They used to know how to have servants and they were treated as members of the family and they lived on the property and they took care of the property because they cared. And he was like, they, these owners were taught to love the water and that yachting was a great way to experience joy. 
new money sees yachting as a way to show off your wealth. Exactly. And this is insane. They don't want to cook in their apartment on their fancy range because, quote unquote, it'll make their apartment smell like food. Yeah. So they just have them like warm up frozen pizzas on the boat. What's so insane is that. No. So this. Okay. First of all, their boats are called the Sea Hag. The Sea Hag 3 and a 116 foot (laughs) fed ship called the Sea Hag 2. So he's just like they have all of this insane. But not only do they not cook in their huge apartment. They they don't order even from like restaurants in San Francisco, one of the world's great food cities. Quote Captain Lee, that was fab. He was being so like, yes, Ellis Waters. <laughs> so they called down. So what did they do? They called down to their boat, ordering their chef to prepare their dinners, which were instructed to send on a dolly across six lanes of traffic to their apartment. That's so insane. So psycho. It's like the most psycho. Like I want to control people, and I just want everything to be like private and isolated and separate, just for me. And then he goes, okay, well, we had a great chef who could grill, sear, barbecue, sous vide, or flambe, pretty much any kind of menu they could possibly request. What did they want? Mac and cheese, pizza rolls, frozen deep dish pizzas, franken beans, borderline TV dinners. Why employ a chef on a yacht to make you hot dogs? There's a whole world out there to see and touch and taste, so why Mm. go through it wearing dark shades and rubber gloves? I love that. I mean, when I read that, hear, hear, Captain Clapping. That is, I mean, literally. And that's why people do love Captain Lee as much as maybe sometimes he goes on about, you know, fuel after a few rum and cokes at the typewriter, but he has the right outlook. Like on. that that to me is every that is everything wrong with our fucking culture, like right there in one sentence. It's just like people don't actually want to taste and feel like the things that the world has to offer them. They want to cocoon themselves in their money. Well, also I feel like the whole thing... And in taste. service of the worst taste imaginable. And then, I mean, another food request he gets where someone wants a New Zealand suckling pig. Right. And it's like, oh, no, you want to fly. Everyone just wants to pay extra to say they have the rare thing. Yeah. Instead it's of just... It's obscene, and it's causing global warming. Eat local suckling pig. The SS segment. What does she eat? What does she wear? How does she live? How does she sail? Aye, aye, Captain. Ahoy, matey. Okay. What does he eat? He's like steakhouse vibes. Yeah, he's steakhouse, but he's so like also mahi mahi burgers. I mean, he's like, sure, do I love like a truffle risotto, like covered steak, but I also like burgers, mac and cheese. Like, you gotta have comfort food to like have the good stuff. I mean, yeah, it's just the most hotel menu shit. It's just frozen crab cakes, like. He's not like I don't think he's getting like all even like fresh papaya and coconut on the beach like he doesn't care. I think he is absolutely getting he's like he's an island. There is a reason why he moved to the islands. I think he knows and he's like that's my girl. Okay, maybe he has and a he's, tr- okay, he has a coconut girl. Okay. Yeah, he has a <laughs> coconut girl. He's sipping out of it and he's looking at Marianne. He's like it's a moment like this. Yeah. Moment like this. It's a moment like this. This, this is makes okay, it all this worth is it. it. Okay. This, I love being a tax paying resident of the Tokyo's. <laughs> what does she wear? I mean, like a sailor's uniform, and if not, he. I was obsessed, golf polos, right? Am obsessed I wrong? with his chain. Yeah, he has this. So it's a gold rope chain. And then I want to say, is like it a Cuban compass? link or is it like like a bigger kind of rope? No, more rope. I think it is. Well, you have like, you and I have Cuban link chains. Oh, this is Cuban link. It okay. kind of lays flat. 
Okay, it's not. It's a little more twisty. Oh, okay, okay. And then it's like a circular pendant of. It probably is a compass, mm, but it's like a small circular look. Stuff. Yeah, it looked like there was a dial. Anyway, honestly, it looked sexy on his red, tan mm. skin. And then I feel like it's polo. I also feel like he's like tank top, like big faded, like Cape Cod dad tank top. That's like salmon. Okay, you're kind of veering into what you would wear in the Caribbean right now. <laughs> I just described a chain. I'm just saying, like, you don't think he has a faded tank that says, like... Oh, that says just, like, I'm uh, I'm in Key West. Like, what's your I don't problem? Think, no, like, I don't <laughs> think it's sassy at all. I think it's just, like, faded and says Key West or, like, I think Bahamas. he definitely has a lot of, um, yeah, like, polos from various boats that he's worked on. Just, like, yeah. the honor. The, the sea shanty. Yeah, the sea hag three. Right. <laughs> sea hag three polos. <laughs> Me later tonight going on eBay to look for sea hag, sea hag three. three polos. They're always called just like the Endeavor or like oh, Ka- Casamar or one something. One was called like Southern Charm. Oh wait, Southern Nights. Yeah, that Southern was the Nights. one with the sketchy guy who was um, being a drug dealer. Right, Southern Nights. Um, Southern Nights. You know that song? <laughs> Anymore? Or just that, just that. That very like line. Southern Nights. Like, how do I love those Southern? I'm just, I'm gonna slowly walk away okay. now and put my head on the awkward Okay. Um. And never mind. Sorry, I'm really awkward and weird and quirky today. Okay. <laughs> You're literally. Um. I don't. Sorry, Sir Quirks a lot. <laughs> Who lets you out of your quirk cage? Okay. I. Here's my question. Footwear. Because obviously you don't wear shoes on a boat. You're not... What are you talking about? You're not barefoot. Oh, yes, you are. Revealing yourself as the girl who <laughs> hasn't watched multiple seasons of <laughs> oh, Below Deck Men. No, but you think he's fully barefoot. You have to be barefoot on a boat because it's for, for grip. Don't you think he's in grippy, like, weird dad shoes? Well, that's that what I like guess Merrill's? I'm asking. Does he have grippy Merrells for... It's, is it Grippy Merrill's? Is it like the the is it the water mocks that like you know everyone loves in a streetwear way? But that yeah, I think he's in. A... Is it like straight up Crocs? Is it Tevas? Is it like weird water shoes that are way more dad or like maybe even Vibram? Like this is what I'm trying to say because but I'm telling you right now you are barefoot on a boat and when they make the guests take their shoes off. And if you saw Mrs. Dow Jones' story the other day, she was saying, like, what do you wear on a boat? You can't wear shoes on a boat, so you have to, if you're going to, like, a Bitcoin yacht party, you need to, like, oh, wait, she's like in Bit- think well, about your about outfit the, accordingly. What about and you can't boat put- shoes? So now I remember I feel like I have been asked to take off my shoes on a boat. And then yeah. I think he is in a, it's like a Merrill meets Croc that, like, someone would wear in a streetwear way, but his are a little bit more dad. I'm, like, not couldn't be transferred to streetwear. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I I disagree. And I think it's more of a Tiva. I will honestly bet you a rum and coke. That I it's just, more in the croc. I just don't think he's having his big, family. huge toes out and about. You think he's self-conscious about his large, sexy I dad ju- toes? I just think he's like not about to show his toes. I think he thinks like something now could drop. Now he's like so Mormon in your <laughs> like. <laughs> A man doesn't show his No, that's toe. just like a little more like hippie, his vibe to me. Like he's flip-flops oh, because it's like... on land. But I think that's like... That's what I'm... T- we're talking about land here. Oh, I thought we were talking about during work. What, what are you not getting about the barefoot on a boat conversation? What's not clicking? 
No, what's that like with you? I just think, I don't, you think he's walking around literally just toes out on a boat? I think the captain gets to wear a grippy shoe. The captain gets to do what the captain wants. From watching multiple seasons of Below Deck. He's fully barefoot. Everyone's barefoot. Okay, we'll have we'll have to we'll post this, and this will be a fun little bet. I'm gonna bet you again a dollar and a rum and coke. Maybe there are grippy shoes he gets to wear in the captain area. Yes, in the captain area. What if something falls? What if a anchor falls on you? Yeah, there are stray anchors lying around (laughs) (laughs) in every room on a boat. What if a frozen you know fillet? Okay. I'd like to move on to how does she live. So we're talking about their Turks and Caicos, like, three-bedroom home, I guess. Yeah. I am, like, I guess, like, one, I am just, like, what is his bride doing the whole time? Maybe she's, like, running a bar or something, but I'm, like, what is going on at that house? It's weird. It's weird. I think it is, like, can I say this, weirdly dark in some ways, even though, like, they live on an island? <laughs> I'm clapping because it's so true. No, there's a... Because the thing is, I feel like it's, like, there's windows only on, like, one side of the house. And then there's, like... There's a lot like, of tile. A lot of tile, because well, you have to, like, keep things cool. Yeah, keep things cool. And it's, like, you don't want, like, fabric getting damp. There's a lot of moisture in the air. There is, like, a small office... I feel okay. Here's what Where I she think. does I, her emailing. I, yes, <laughs> I feel like the house has like four weird small offices that are like nooks in the there, speed no, doorway. Literally, so many office nooks, and she's always just like, "Ah, oh, I've been meaning to organize this nook," and it's just like she is spending maybe three to four years just like meaning to organize each of the four. Yeah, office I think there nooks. are areas that, like, and there's like. There's printers. There's a printer that's unopened in the box. There's a printer that Very is opened. Very my mom. Yeah. No, there's three printers, and she's like, I need to get that printer staples to be repaired. This one does work, but it's only black and white, and this one scans but doesn't print. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I don't think I mean, there's staples on Turks and Caicos. <laughs> Turks and staples? I don't think so. Oh, we never even talked about, like, the insane surgery that happened to him. Oh, that was fab when he was like, Island, Island Healthcare. Sur- yeah, Island Healthcare. <laughs> he, was like, like, so, he was like, so get this straight. I'm at a dentist's office. I'm at, no, I'm at a vet's office and I'm going to get a dentist pulling a spine from a puffer fish out of my knee. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm totally awake. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, drink this whiskey. And then he's like, what do I owe you? 50 bucks. Can I give it to you Monday? Like when the crew pays me out? Sure. Island Healthcare. <laughs> okay. Here's my question that relates to what does she eat? Um, so on below deck, uh-huh. the ga- they call the guests the primary. There's the primary, and then there's the primary's guests. You're the primary. Right, you're like the But you one get who to hired. send your preference sheet ahead of time, mm. which says what foods you like and like what you want the chef to make for you. What's on your preference sheet? Preference sheet. Okay, I want like tons of fresh fruit for like mornings, though mm. I do still want like bacon. I do want like eggs for my guests, but I don't really want eggs on the boat personal like I'm probably not going to have eggs in the morning on a boat I 100% agree but if some people want that I want fresh croissants so you want you want this bitch like up at four like baking croissants well I guess whatever <laughs> they can reheat them because I felt bad I was like ugh it is that thing where like everyone's partying on the boat and then they're like you need to be ready like yeah well that's on the show there's always like one crew member is just kind of like having to one stew is watching as they're getting wasted at 2am being like fuck no because and like, then and then she gets to knock off but then she has to get up again at 6am the 6 food they ate on the episode I went and everyone was being like oh my god this is amazing and it looked like the hardest chicken covered in balsamic and yeah. everyone was like this is amazing but then of course the primary got so wasted yeah 
And then everyone was up at like 7 a.m. But then, of course, if you're paying $100,000 for like a few days, like, yeah, you want to party and stay up. It's just a weird vibe that I just feel like everyone leaves unsatisfied. Yeah, it's like the crew is tired. You're like, I have to get like. You're spending so much money. So I have like to like abuse these people and like not get good food and like maybe it's stormy. (laughs) So I probably actually would have steak because I feel like steak is a good thing that you can freeze and then easy to it's still good like rather than like seafood. So I think steaks. I think cold cuts for gorgeous sandwiches and um, deli vibes. Yeah, Caesars. As someone who gets so nauseous, I am kind of like, what can stabilize here? That's why I want, I mean, I want my favorite foods anyway, which I think are good on boat, which is foie gras on toasted brioche oysters. And just like, let's just keep those coming. Oysters on boat. See, that's why I feel like I'd be actually more, the oyster on boat feels a little nauseous to me. Right. It's It's too like tone on tone. Yeah, it's the jiggling. (laughs) I want to go into, I want them to dock and I want to get, I want to yell at them and say, I want fresh, shucked oysters when I got off boat, set up gorgeous you cafe know what? table. Okay, I totally agree with you and I take it back. I do all my finger foods that I want my foie gras and my toasted brioche, but yeah, I, I want the oysters when we're docked. I'm having a memory of just like m- me being like new money and taught to be old money when I was a kid on a catamaran in the Caribbean. Which was just like we like rented a boat for a week, and I was like vomiting the whole time. But then I also got like a, one of those patches, and I was like fine. But I was like eight, and it was very like this sucks. I'm sharing a bunk with my brother on this like boat that I'm sure like cost so much money. Right, horrible. Um, but there was like a cat. Then there was such a Captain Lee, and then there was his wife was the chef, and he had this like hot, sexy Cheryl Crow wife Fuck. who was like the chef, and she was just making us like kids pizzas and I was like loving it obviously because I fucking Jade love pizza. But then I remember like there was this moment where my my mom was having like a margarita or something some sure sort of cocktail yeah. on the uh-huh. boat um and then i was just like we um and like i just learned the word for virgin pina colada oh. and so i asked the chef woman like lisa or whatever I was just like wait lisa can i have a virgin pina colada and then my mom was like sweetie that's gonna kind of be a whole thing Oh. And she was like, why don't you uh, not ask her to, like, go, like, muddle chop up coconut and, right and, now? And freeze. <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow okay. okay. And I, it was very, good like. Good on Marine. Good on Marine. Yeah. You see, make the labor visible kind yeah. of moment. Yeah, hell yes. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, sure, I'll have a juice or something. And you learned from that. And I learned to not make, you know, un unreasonable requests of the chef who's, you know, probably would just like to sit back for a second. Sit back for one second. Okay, who are you? But of course I also think my mom was doing that because, like, she wanted to sort of reserve the chef's energy to make her cocktail. Well, she was probably like, well, if I want a non-virgin pino later, like, (laughs) we're not going to waste it on, like, (laughs) blending. (laughs) Who are you in the book? You're not the monarchs because you learned your lesson. You're not the rich family where you're demanding. I mean, that it's like everything about that is my least favorite thing in the world. Like a, a kitchen that I wouldn't cook in, a great food city I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, get I, into. I, I wouldn't like explore. <laughs> Making someone push a trolley cart of food across six months of traffic. It's like I don't even want that food now. That's gross. Um, 
I feel like I kind of identified with the um the British surgeon. The British surgeon? The British like dentist who like pulls the spike out of his oh, knee. Oh, interesting. Because he was Who's like Okay, wait, this actually so is you're so right about him like getting head from people. Cause he described that surgeon, he was like, This guy was um was very like pale and blue-eyed and his name was like Seamus and when I saw him he was said like oh like what seems to be the trouble today like I said very classically British man with like in oh, yeah, tennis like, whites good tennis it's like you haven't described he, any women in this book no and he describes like the physicality of this one random doctor in like such detail it's like okay you are actually a top full on like homosexual in an ancient Greek way where you're just like I'm not gay because I am the top Right, he's like, no, I, I, guys suck my dick, so I'm still straight. Also, who wonder why he had to leave Indiana for the islands? I mean, and his vibe is just so silver daddy, and he yeah. also was talking about how San Francisco is an amazing city. Who am I in the book? Okay. I'm obviously the woman gambling and vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they're trying to pull, pull me away, and I'm like, buckets one away. more. <laughs> Mama's got yeah. this one. <laughs> Mama's on a roll. Okay. Um. I. I oh, honestly. I don't know. I give this book like. I give this book one, one like not changed engine filter. I give this book yeah one frozen lobster fillet in the ga- last one in the galley kitchen out of five. Yeah, truly an unbelievable waste of my time. Don't <laughs> you don't need to read this one but i do think that i respect captain i respect captain, captain lee, lee a lot i and respect come on the pod anytime captain lee i respect yacht culture i do think everyone should you know if you're taking a vacation to some sort of beach type place and there is an option to like go Take on boat. the boat go on the boat go on the boat i did a snorkeling trip when i was in mexico recently totally worth it i'm very pro day boat trips again I think going on a vacation, hiring for a week so you can sleep. Insane. In a tiny bunk and pay millions of dollars? No. Yeah. Okay. um, Next week, we are reading Just Kids by Patti Smith. And we're going to have a very special guest. And we'd like to say a very special Celebrity Book Club farewell. Farewell to our chief stew, Meg Murnane. Who who has been with us since the very beginning of this goddamn cruise. Day one, hoes. Um, Co-founded, started this goddamn pod with us. And um, We were a bunch of sailors that said... Can we even get our captain's license? And she was like, "No, you guys have got this. Let's let's steer you through these. Let's go to Nassau. Rocky let's waters. Apply. Let's apply for permits. Let's make it happen. Um, and yeah, and then she has been with us for you know, it's been several years. It's actually been yeah, uh, several time just flies um, we, when you're on the sea and." She is now sailing off on a larger yacht. On a larger yacht to to you know, to smoother waters, and you know we are very excited to see what she does. Stay in touch. <laughs> <laughs> no boat jokes, you know. Aside all the boat jokes, yeah. Earnest um, time. Earnest time, Meg. We love you. We love you. And um, five out of five podcast mics. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck where your travels may take you, Maga. Um, and we'll see you on the airwaves. And we'd like to welcome... Welcome Benjamin Frisch. Uh, our new producer. Our new chief stew. Our new chief stew. Producer. Uh, He's coming all the way from Slate headquarters. In D.C., I imagine. Or maybe New York. Probably, I think, like, more J Street, Metro Tech, less 
Dumbo. Less we are. K Street. So good luck, Ben, on this on this ship. <laughs> you're gonna need it. You're yeah. gonna need it, okay? And you're gonna need some more wine. Yeah. <laughs> Get at the captain. I'm not talking about Lee. I'm talking about Morgan. Hey. Okay. Okay. Uh, seriously, best. Seriously, best. To everyone we just mentioned. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. So remember, there will be no VIP lounge today because it'll be coming out in two days on Friday, bitches, to get Hell you ready yeah. for the freaking weekend. Freaking weekend. So, yeah. To wait pump for you that. all the way up. Um, so we'll see you in two days. And um, God damn it, we love you guys so much. Love you guys so much. Can I just much. say something? Not to be rude, can you literally please we review the review. pod? It's like not that hard. Love everyone who has joined the Patreon dot com slash cbc the pod but let's not forget yeah to the col- the itunes the itunes store reviews <laughs> like, i know sorry. it's a weird place and like who is in the itunes store but to quote kim kardashian nobody wants to fucking leave a review anymore people get off don't your fucking ass work. and leave yeah. a review for my podcast best please re- leave a review and we love you and um safe seas best best <laughs> Celebrity Book Club is a 117-foot feeder yacht presented by Prologue Projects and docked in Panama. The show is produced by Benjamin Frisch, who is registered in Liberia with editorial support from Leon Nafak, uh, who works in a small office in the port of Singapore. Andrew Parsons, who also works in an even smaller office in the port of Singapore. And Madeline Kaplan, who lives in a container um, in the bowels of a freighter uh, that is currently missing. Our production manager is Persia Verlin, who has a strong um, sailing background, just really general sailing kind of stuff. Uh, Original theme song by First Mate, Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by uh, Galley Wench Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us um, on the high seas of uh, outrage at twitter.com and Instagram at CBC The Pod and really get into the um, rocky. Uh, seasick discourse do leave us a review as we keep mentioning and you know i think ultimately word of mouth is what's going to help us um get and get make sure that we dock safely music at the top of the show was georgia stump by dj assault thank you so much and we will see you at our next port of call like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 